Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a very special emergency episode of the Direct Podcast. Liam, Marvel did it again. Another trailer for us to just enjoy and pick apart piece by piece. This time, our very first look at Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Wow, does this trailer get me excited for this character. Liam, I want to hear your initial thoughts just right off the bat. Well, from someone who loves the grounded side of the MCU and the hand-to-hand combat, like I'm salivating at, at the thought of this movie come September. And the fact that we get our first look here in April, like only a couple months out, honestly, we have to wait through the entire summer and then September hits and we get this movie. There's still a lot of mystery uh, shrouded in this character, in this story. Mm-hmm. And for those reasons, like sign me all the way up. It's been a long time, I feel like, since we've gotten a character introduced into the MCU that has very little to no ties with the greater uh, MCU and all of our other Avengers and everything. I'm sure he's going to get integrated in the future, but everything from this, this trailer, like full transparency, I'm working on a trailer breakdown article right now, and you don't really find anything that's like, oh, that's a reference to that, or that's a reference to that. This feels very separate from the MCU, and I'm sure it will get integrated in, in the future, but I'm I'm still just happy to see a story and a character that doesn't feel necessarily tied down by the the greater implications of like the Infinity Saga. And, you know, just to echo off that, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time, but I wanted to wait before we actually saw a trailer or some more information about what this movie was going to be about, because I'm looking at the MCU rundown right now. You know, the last time we got like a true origin story that didn't involve a character we had already met or didn't take place, you know, outside of the continuity of the contemporary MCU. Can you guess? Was it Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange 2016 was the last time we got a movie about a character that we meet in the movie. It's about their origin story and it doesn't take place you know, outside of the original continuity of the MCU. I mean, the only origin stories or, you know, first movies we've gotten since then is Spider-Man and Black Panther, which, of course, we met in Civil War, so we already had some sort of base knowledge. And then Captain Marvel, which, you know, that was legitimately an origin story, but it took place in the 90s, and we knew that, you know, we could speculate where that was going to land because we knew she was going to be an endgame. We knew that, you know, she had a bigger role to play down the line. Shang-Chi is the first time since Doctor Strange we are meeting this character right away from the movie. We don't know where it's going to land at the end, and we know next to nothing about, you know, the continuity of this character, like you said, within the MCU. That's so exciting to me, but also I wonder, and I want to ask you, do you think that this movie, you know, like you said, it does feel grounded. It is an origin story. This is a C-list at best Marvel Comics character, you know? Like, you know, I, I've, I've always said if Netflix didn't do Marvel stuff, this would have been an Iron Fist movie. You mm-hmm. know, just a, a similar character with a little more comic background. Do you feel like there's a chance that this gets lost in the shuffle of, you know, what we're seeing with WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier? What we're going to see with Loki and Black Widow and Eternals on the Horizon? Do you think that there's a chance that this one feels uh, lesser in Phase 4, being as grand as it is? There is a very real chance because of what it's bookended by um, in terms of theatrical releases. Obviously, Black Widow, the hype is through the roof. People are impatiently waiting for Black Widow to finally hit theaters. And then after Shang-Chi hits theaters, 
Eternals comes out and you know by the time September 3rd rolls around and we're getting ready to see Shang-Chi, we will have already seen an Eternals trailer. <laughs> and I've seen, I know, right? I'm getting excited just thinking about that. But I've seen the buzz on Twitter for Shang-Chi and a lot of it is positive, but also like, okay, I, I'm, I'm ready for this movie, but I don't need to spend hours on the internet speculating. When an Eternals trailer hits, you're going to have people going like, oh my God, Jon Snow's in the MCU. Oh my God, Angelina Jolie, Camille Nanjiani is jacked. Like everyone's going to be searching those topics on the internet. And I feel like just naturally, if, if we want to compare this to the Disney Plus shows, naturally Falcon Winter Soldier has less speculation than a WandaVision or a Loki because it's so grounded and there's not a lot of mystery surrounding it. Um, so I think you could see something similar happen with Shang-Chi where the discussion is still positive. Like people are loving Falcon Winter Soldier, but it doesn't have the same like, oh my God, what's going to happen buzz that say a WandaVision has uh, had, excuse me, or what Loki will have in June. And I think that, you know, following up with that, like, I don't think that buzz or, you know, just internet hype is going to be indicative of the success of this movie because this is such an amazing step forward in big blockbuster representation for the Asian community and just having so many, you know, Pacific actors play these characters. Box office wise, this thing is going to crush beyond any like nobody is going to be able to accurately guess how much money this movie is going to make because the international market is going to skyrocket on this on top of how much we're going to love it here in the states so um i think that you know it's going to be interesting comparing the financial success of this movie you know obviously pandemic skewed but uh, the financial success of this movie compared to the overall you know impact it has on phase four comparing it to other movies let's take a few minutes and talk about the actual trailer what we've learned mm. uh one uh simu liu is about to take over the world because he is just such an energetic and likable face on camera you know what i mean like he he instantly just captures the screen and i and i'm here for it um other acting stuff uh aquafina's playing aquafina liam you know believe it or not she's just gonna go play herself which you know i'm here for you know like you know we love louise we love korg uh you know so aquafina is gonna bring a lot of levity and uh, you know i think we're all gonna really appreciate her uh is there anything you learned from this trailer that maybe you didn't know before about the story about the character what to expect there's, there's a couple elements that I think got, not confirmed, but uh, hinted at being more likely in that a lot of the rumors surrounding the plot had to do with some sort of tournament of champions. Like there's going to be some sort of uh, big fight going on. And there there's a couple shots here uh, in the trailer where you see a, a fighting pit. Um, and then later on in the trailer, that fight pit returns and Shang-Chi is battling a mystery woman. I'll have to check the IMDb and see if I can cross-reference to see who the actress is. But the the natural um, implication of a tournament of champions happening in a movie like this is it's just you know ground zero for a bunch of cool cameos a bunch of cool z-list like mutant introductions of, of characters you can kind of rope in i've heard rumblings about maybe a psylocke that feels a little too name brand to kind of sneak into this movie but i do think that there's uh, a lot of different elements they can play with here and i think that will kind of be like where we see the most ties to the greater MCU. Other than that, it seems like this is one of those classic uh, family, like inner conflict stories where his father wants him to come back. He gave him 10 years away and then Shang-Chi's kind of pushing back a little bit. And 
Then the Death Dealer, who is one of the coolest designed characters I've seen in a long time. The guy with the, the face paint and he's going toe to toe with Shang-Chi. And he was the one who was also training him as a child. Yeah, like there's a lot of very vague plot elements that I don't know how they come together. But color me intrigued. This this is a, a very, it's setting the, the stage for a grounded but still epic conflict. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, you pointed out a lot of great points. I, I want to avoid the I want to avoid the word trope because, you know, that, that has a negative connotation to it. But, you know, this is the first time in the MCU we are getting kung fu movie elements here. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, the Tournament of Champions vibe, like very Mortal Kombat. You said the word fight and I immediately just heard fight. You know, like, <laughs> I, you know, this this has all of those classic kung fu roots, which it should. This is the origin of martial arts in the MCU. It should have a kung fu background. Uh, like you said with the family stuff, uh, another, you know, martial arts movie, kung fu movie uh, staple, The Sins of the Father. You know, you know, making up for that, following in legacy, not wanting to conflict there. All awesome. Um, Power Rangers vibes a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's I seemed, can see that. It seemed like him and his friends were discovering something about his power. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, obviously trained since a child is the biggest thing I took away from this movie. You know, he's the, he's not discovering he's Shang-Chi here. Like, he's he's been trained to be this person for a long time. I think that there's going to be an element introduced to the character that he didn't know about that we as the audience are going to learn with him, which gives me a Power Rangers, you know, discover the temple kind of vibe, which, you know, I'm here for. Uh, so um, the last thing I wanted to bring up real quick you know, you mentioned that you're right. This does seem grounded. It doesn't seem like it's going to have a huge um, stance in the grand scheme of the MCU right now. But the Ten Rings, we finally got our shot at the real Mandarin, Shang-Chi's father um, or uncle, whoever it might be. Uh, you know, this is an emergency podcast, guys. We're going to be much more learned by the time the episode uh, comes out next week. So stay tuned for episode 30 for our more in-depth look at what we learned from this trailer but 10 rings liam marvel we've talked about it for a year now how it retroactively makes movies great like it's so good at that like so many things about current projects make looking back on old projects better here's our iron man tie you know 10 rings has been a part of the marvel cinematic universe since day one you know the first 20 minutes of the entire mcu featured the 10 rings this is going to be somewhat like a sub story for that like uh the scrolls and captain marvel i think the, the 10 rings are going to get their own little origin story here and um, i'm excited for that what do you think that this implication is going to be when you look back and watch iron man after seeing this and also iron man 3 yeah it, it does it does significantly change how you watch iron man 3 like when this movie comes out i i have no doubt in my mind that we'll go back and watch elements and I, i'm intrigued to see if they even reference moments like you know trevor slottery and like oh that guy was like a clown or whatnot or like the whole the terrorist organization of the 10 rings was like you know disparaging the name of of the sacred 10 rings and like uh, maybe in in this movie in this franchise they're like respected while uh you know western culture kind of dragged the name through the mud and made them into a terrorist organization uh i again like i i feel kind of baffled by this trailer because there's a lot of mystery and intrigue and things that i just don't know which i'm not used to especially in the comic book movie space but for that reason it just gets me uh all the more hype and in terms of how the Ten Rings play into this, I think you're gonna find 
Uh, Tony Lang uh, is playing Wenwu, uh, also known as the Mandarin and Shang-Chi's father. I think he'll start as, you know, a mentor figure, but there will be kind of like a pushback conflict. I don't know if I see him being completely villainous, though. I think that there is a way you can take the Mandarin and flip it and, and make it a character that uh, leans more on the mentor side rather than the antagonist side. I think the bigger antagonist is going to be um, the death dealer, whatever ends up happening with that character. But yeah, again, uh, this is going to take elements from the Iron Man trilogy. You know, as you said, first 20 minutes of Iron Man and we're never going to watch those movies the same again. And for that reason, like retroactive Marvel, baby, like this is what they do best. And I'm all here for it. Uh, Liam, before we get out of here, I want to just ask you what your favorite moment of the trailer was. Um, I'll give you a second to think about it as I give you mine. Uh, the biggest thing I was looking at, you know, when we heard this trailer was coming out because, you know, we're big J journalists, Liam. You know, we, yeah. we know we know what's going on in the industry at this point. Uh, <laughs> shout out the direct.com. Uh, you know, when I heard that this was coming out, my first and only my first thought, not only thought my first thought was, are they going to give us a look at how they visualize the powers that come with being Shang-Chi or Smidius uh, martial artist, you know, the master of Kung Fu, like um, in the comics, you know, he has a uh, power set to him where, um, you know, I'm trying to say this without sounding too nerdy, but you know, shiny hands and he's got like magic coming out of him and stuff like that. So I wondered if they were going to show us that they they gave us, you know, three or four frames of it. And I don't think it was Shang-Chi who was, performing the move but we did see one guy who brought down a karate chop on a table and he had this blue energy coming off of him so i think whatever that is whatever that energy whatever mystical aspect to the kung fu that that scene presented that's going to be a huge story plot for the character specifically you know that's going to turn him from an incredibly well-trained martial artist to a true tried and true superhero which um, I'm very excited for. I'm excited to learn more about that. I'm, I'm, I love that we got to look at it because it looked cool. It looked really awesome. Uh, but what we've learned from WandaVision and what we're going to learn here in Loki, magic and different mystical aspects of the MCU, they all have their own style. They all have their own vibe. This isn't going to look like Wanda. This isn't going to look like Doctor Strange or Agatha or even Loki. This is going to have its own mystical aspect to it, which I'm very excited for. Quick little, quick little speculation time because oh, you you brought up a great point. Um, that that blue energy punch when that mystery figure breaks a table. Later on in the trailer, we see someone approaching uh, a big army of people, and there's some like big creatures in the background, and we presume it yeah. to be Shang Chi. It could be someone else, and they have some bracelets up and down the arm, and they're glowing uh -huh. blue. Maybe because there's been rumors that the ten rings won't be rings that go on your fingers, but like bigger round rings that maybe go on like your arm Love it. maybe a, the plot kind of revolves around someone like stole the 10 rings and is using it for like bad stuff because there's no way shang chi's like breaking a table in the middle of a restaurant like causing destruction so maybe later on that's when he like fully becomes you know it's weird to, like the difference between like shang chi the character and shang chi the superhero are so vague because they both have the same name it's as if Peter Parker went by Peter Parker instead of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> but when he comes into his own, I think that the those rings, those bracelets, whatever you want to call them, the fact that they glow blue energy make me think that they're going to be the big like MacGuffin of sure. this story. Um, my favorite moment, it's kind of a cop-out um, because it's getting gypped around 
all over Twitter. It's when he's on the train and he hits the punch and then he hits the double kick when he just jumps up like that. So dope. That's all that's all I need to know about this movie's style, this movie's vibe. Uh it's been a long time since I've seen like a good kung fu martial arts movie. Um I go back to the raid. I know it's very uh played out in terms of like everyone references the raid as like the best uh martial good. arts movie <laughs> of the 21st century or that franchise in general but i'm getting a lot of vibes um from that franchise and that's only a good thing and mm-hmm. martial arts in the mcu something that you know by the time this comes out will be 24 movies deep will be maybe 28 total projects when you include the streaming shows and they're right. still doing new stuff like come on it's it's special we're spoiled we are spoiled in the year 2021 as Marvel fans, and uh, it's really exciting. So shout out Shang-Chi, shout out Marvel Studios for finally giving us a look, and happy birthday, Samoa Liu. We will have more thoughts and more um, uh, speculation on uh, next week's episode of the Direct Podcast. Make sure to check out episode 29 out now, where we cover the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and other things happening in the Star Wars and DC Universe. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time.